0: Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension.
1: Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bartles, a cropping systems educator with Nebraska Extension. And today I'll be joined by Dr. Amy Schmidt and her graduate student, Carla Magila-Vellis. And we will be talking about using manure and cedar chips as soil amendments in row crop systems. Thank you guys for joining me today. How are you both doing?
2: Doing well, thank you.
1: Doing great. Awesome. Can you tell us more about your roles in Extension?
2: Yeah, so I can start. So I've been with Nebraska Extension for about nine years, and my appointment is split between research and Extension. I'm in the biological systems engineering department and in animal science, and my focus area is livestock manure management. So helping farmers manage manure so that they protect the environment and they recover the most value from that manure that they can. And more recently, the last few years, we've really focused on how can manure improve the long-term soil health of crop fields and kind of the long-term resilience of those fields. And so... The work we do, obviously we want the research to inform the extension and the extension to help us understand where the research is needed. And so that's how our our manure management projects, our on-farm research tie in with teaching about manure and soil health. And then with Carla, just like with all of my grad students, they know coming in that I do research and outreach. And so it's not just a research program. They'll be involved in doing outreach programming and Really, I guess my goal is for them to always ask, why does this matter? If we're doing research, why does it matter? And if we can't answer that, then maybe that's not the right research to be doing. But it's it's just a way to get them thinking about how do you communicate with people about what we're doing and why it's important.
1: Great. Yes, that is a very good question. The why question. Why does it matter? And I think that's very important for all of us to think about. Why are you looking at manure with and without wood chips?
2: So obviously manure has been my area of work for several years. So that's nothing new, probably, probably even five or six years ago, maybe more now that the Nebraska Forest Service had contacted me about, you know, we have a, we have an issue in the state with Eastern red cedar trees kind of growing out of control that trying to find a way to encourage landowners to manage those trees. And one of the ways, once they're to a certain size, is mechanical removal. So up in the kind of the north, northern part of the state, there's a lot of work going on with our natural resource districts and in partnership with the Nebraska Forest Service to clear cedar trees from rangeland. Because once those trees start to kind of take over rangeland, they reduce the productivity for grazing cattle, they cause a number of, of other issues, including higher risk for wildfires and, and things like that. So their question was, can we find a value-added use for cedar wood chips if we're grinding up this the trees that are mechanically removed? And at that time, the Middle Niobaray Natural Resource District up in Valentine, Ainsworth area, they had a couple of farmers who were on their board who had cattle or swine and they were interested in looking at can I apply manure mixed with wood chips or can I just apply wood chips to my cropland, and does that offer any benefit to my crops? So that's really where it got started and we did three years of work up there on some smaller plots on these two farms. Mainly we were looking at do the wood chips cause any harm? You know, do they tie up nitrogen? Are there any uh, natural oils or... Other chemicals within the wood chips that would hurt the crops, hurt productivity, affect the soil micro, microbiology, things like that. So um, once we kind of learned that they weren't harming anything, we, had, we didn't see yield reductions, we didn't see nitrogen being tied up. Then we um, decided to kind of take it more statewide and look at practice on different types of soils in different you know different regions of the state, different climate, different types of animal manure. Um, so that's that's where the current project grew out of, and we're in our third year of that now. So Carla's been working on it for the last year and a half, and so she's most of the on-farm work, the soil sampling, and and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, that's why that's why we started looking at wood chips with and without manure.
1: Very interesting. So it was the project developed from seeing how we can utilize the overgrowth of red cedars here in the state. So that's very interesting. And you touched on this a little bit. How
2: does this affect the soil? So I think I'll let Carla talk about some of the research results that she has seen in the last year or so. And she's been looking at the physical and biological properties of the soil. Yeah. So we've been
0: looking into ways of how the manure and the wood chips are positively affecting the soil. And So we've been evaluating soil organic matter and nutrients. We know that manure is very rich in nitrogen and phosphorus. So that's something that we're definitely very interested in and kind of balancing that nutrient input into the soils so the farmers can still get the same yields. That's the thing we're evaluating and also the changes in physical properties. We are kind of expecting that on a long term, the wood chips have a positive effect on density, soil aggregation, and hopefully on the short term we have a better microbial activity in the soils.
1: Very interesting. What situations would you say benefit the most from the use of manure and wood chips? And what situations would benefit the most from just a manure application?
2: So we've learned quite a bit in the last several years, not just through our research, but through other people's research about soil health. That's really become a big buzzword among a lot of folks in uh, university settings and natural resources settings. And so what we know about manure is that what we don't get from inorganic fertilizer, and we do get from manure is organic matter and microbes that are part of that manure when it's land applied And it's the activity of those microbes in the soil that breaks down carbon material and releases some of the organic nutrients that are bound in that organic material. So that's why with manure, we get some ammonia nitrogen that's very quickly available, similar to our inorganic nitrogen. But we also get that slow release fertilizer over time as organic matter breaks down. So those microbes are really important in the nutrient cycling during that process of them consuming that organic matter, they're also producing polysaccharides as a byproduct. And that's what causes smaller soil particles to bind together and eventually form larger particles and larger aggregates. And so one of the biggest benefits is when we increase our aggregate size and our aggregate stability, soil doesn't fall apart as easily. So we have less erosion. There's less opportunity for, you know, the bigger the particle, the harder it is for the water to move it off of the field. So reducing erosion is one of the big benefits we see from manure. If we're in soils that are heavier, you know, clay type soils, again, over time, you know, maybe we can improve filtration capacity of that soil. So we have less runoff and erosion. I really think manure alone is we wouldn't say that just using manure is the way to go there's we have a lot of practices at our disposal for conservation and so cover crops and no till and manure they kind of all work together to offer the greatest benefit we certainly believe that organic fertilizer like manure complements inorganic fertilizer because they both meet different needs whether it's an immediate um, need for nutrients or longer term so really what we try to talk about the most is kind of the The long term health of that cropping system, and how can we continuously be putting back in the soil what we're taking out by harvesting crops from it?
1: Yes, soil health has become a huge topic. It is important because we need to make sure that we have good soils moving forwards and for years to come. So, the longevity, like you said, of our systems. What are the different sources of manure we have available here in Nebraska? and how are they different?
0: All right, so some of the sources that we've been working on with this on-farm research project are basically cattle manure, because that's what the farmers have more available. But inside of that, we have dry cattle manure or slurry, which kind of acts different depending on how it's been stored. So some of them have a higher percentage of nutrients. And there's this one farm in Julian where we're working with hog manure, so that's a bit different. They do work a little different in terms of nutrient concentration, I would say. We were talking the other day with Amy and another group of producers that sometimes the biggest differences can be shown in hog manure, but this is something that we'll still have to be just looking at the data and over time see what the difference is for us.
2: So swine manure tends to be a little more balanced. If we have a slurry, you know, with cattle manure, you lose a lot of nitrogen in the storage. You can't really, in a long-term setting, apply cattle manure to meet nitrogen needs of crops every year because you're just really loading the soil with phosphorus. So that's a good place where applying cattle manure and nitrogen fertilizer together makes sense. With swine manure, uh, it's a great source of nutrients and some organic matter and, and microbes, but if you haul it, you're hauling a lot of water and that's expensive. And so we see swine manure, if it's going a mile or two miles away from the source, that's quite a ways for it to travel. So the distance you can haul it is affected by the value of the nutrients that are in it. So now we have a lot of poultry operations going up in the Eastern part of the state. We have layer facilities that that's a different type of manure than our broilers. But when we look at broiler litter, that material is dry. There's a lot of nitrogen, good phosphorus, and we can afford to transport it a lot farther because of the concentration of nutrient in it. So we've seen a lot of value in the, the litter that's generated from these new poultry facilities. So every manure is kind of the same in that we have nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and, and micronutrients in it. And we have organic matter and microbes, but the concentrations of those nutrients are different. And that really affects how uh, how we handle it and how far we can transport it economically and, and then how it's applied to the land.
1: It's very interesting. I didn't realize that all the different types of manure were different. And I am learning that I thought all chicken manure was of equal value. But as I've been learning because of the chicken houses that have taken hold here in Nebraska, yeah, they're different What are the benefits of using wood chips and manure?
2: So I think what we have found, and I'll let Carla maybe talk a little more about some of the specific research results, but wood chips alone, I guess their superpower is more in protecting the soil surface, protecting it from rainfall and wind erosion, anything that can displace soil particles, and in soil moisture retention. I mean, we mulch around our flower beds and our our shrubs, because one, we want it to hold the moisture, two, we want it to suppress weeds. And in a field setting, we're probably not applying mulch at the same depth we would apply around our ornamental plants at our homes. And so there's some benefits of the wood chips degrading and breaking down and adding carbon to the soil. One of the differences is with manure, we see the benefits, whether it's mixed with wood chips or not. But when they're mixed together, the manure and the, the organisms that are contributed by manure help to break down the organic matter a little more quickly in the wood chip. Individually, they both you know, have their own benefits together. The manure probably just accelerates that breakdown of the wood chips a little bit better. And maybe Carla, if you want to share any specific research results that show differences when there's manure with or without the wood chips.
0: Yeah, like you said, most of the benefits from wood chips are basically just protecting the soil and we're still trying to evaluate if the wood chips are helping preserve moisture in the soils but that's something that we will have to do slowly but in terms of manure and wood chips they seem to do pretty well for pre-plant nitrogen so we were able to see that the plots where we applied those treatments didn't decrease yield so that's a Good thing if the farmer is interested in replacing their pre-plant nutrients with this source, especially if they already have this in their farms. At least one of the farmers, they already have that manure, so that saves them a lot of money in buying other sources of nutrients. And then uh, we can see a little increase in one of the sites in terms of organic matter. So after two years, we are seeing that it is increasing. So we'll have to wait a lot more to see more changes in that term. But so far, it seems like it's doing pretty well. It's not harming the soils, at least. Yeah, it it takes
1: time, right? I think that's where it becomes hard because it, it does take time. And so that leads me right into my next question of how soon do the benefits take place for those that do use uh, cedar wood chips and manure?
2: So. I would say the most immediate benefits you would see from using manure in a cropping system, if if there hasn't been manure used there in many years, you should see an initial yield bump. We didn't necessarily see it with our research plot. but We, again, we were using beef cattle manure in most of them where the nitrogen content wasn't coming entirely from the manure. It was, it was coming from your inorganic fertilizer. When I talked to swine farmers who have started raising finishing animals for some of the integrators in the state, they're super excited about that first year that they have enough manure in their pit to apply it to one of their fields or to half of a field because they see much greener crops. They see better productivity, higher yields upwards of five to 10 bushels per acre higher yield. That's awesome. So that's a great thing to see right away. What we don't see are the things kind of going on under the soil surface, the aggregate stability that's changing the the increase in microbial activity that's breaking down more of the organic matter and, and releasing those nutrients. So I feel like people need to really realize that adding manure back to that system is kind of part of running a marathon. This is you didn't degrade your soils in one season by not using manure and just really focusing on inorganic fertilizer and you will not rebuild your soils in one season. But in the long term, I like to think about do you want to leave this land to your kids and have it be more productive for their generation than it was for yours? Do you want to see this land become more resilient to some of the extreme weather events that we've seen lately? So It's sort of a long-term commitment. And that's why I say there's a lot of conservation practices that can be used together. There's no single silver bullet, but working together, a lot of these practices can make a big difference over time.
1: Great. And it's nice because we can get rid of cedar trees, have a use for them.
2: One thing I would add is that when we think about in Nebraska, our concentration of livestock production it's easy to think that we produce way more manure than we could ever use. And so manure kind of gets a bad rap as if we didn't have all these animals, we wouldn't have all this pollution. The reality is we probably don't produce near enough manure nutrients, to fertilize all the cropland in the state. The problem is we don't use it as efficiently as we should. And so when we look at a situation where there's manure available, but inorganic fertilizers being imported for use in that region... That's the problem is we've got nutrients available, but we're gonna bring in some more and then the excess ones, they have to go somewhere. And so if they're over applied to land, then that's greater opportunity for losses of those to the environment, whether it's groundwater or surface water. And so really this idea of balancing what comes into a region, what goes out, using the locally available nutrients and recycling those within a region before we import inorganic fertilizer is very important. And so kind of the soil health aspect is the added benefit of using that manure. The real, at its real core, the issue is using what we have available locally before bringing something in from outside. And like I say, we get, manure gets a bad rap. And in reality, the benefits that we see from applying manure to soil when it's done properly, when we follow best management practices, they far outweigh any any benefit we see from inorganic fertilizer because inorganic fertilizers aren't building soil aggregate stability. They're not reducing runoff and erosion. So manure is really not the bad guy unless it's not being managed correctly.
1: Yes, that's a great point.
2: How long do the benefits last? So just like I said that you don't see huge changes quickly. You might see visually, you see a yield bump or greener crop. The longer term benefits, you may not own that land long enough to see the ultimate benefits. But when we think about reducing groundwater nitrate, so nitrate losses to our groundwater, phosphorus and nitrogen runoff to our surface waters. It comes back to that idea that manure is building the quality of the soil. It's making it more resilient to weather extremes. It's making it more effective and efficient in nutrient utilization and getting those nutrients to the plants. And there's less opportunity for for instance, for leaching of nitrogen from manure when it's in a slow release form. Whereas nitrogen fertilizer, you put it on and if the plants don't need it, it's not going to hang around in the soil until they do need it. Whereas organic fertilizer will. So the benefits to me, and again, that's the hard thing when we talk about the value of manure is kind of like the value of quitting smoking. It's hard to see it today, but 30 years from now, you'd probably be happy that you made that change. And so that's what I see with the manure management is in the long term we have a better chance of reducing nutrient losses to our ground and surface water if we're managing them more effectively on the front end and we're building the quality of that soil not just feeding the plants a nutrient so it's feeding the soil as well.
1: Yes. I heard that soil is like putting oil in your tractor. You put oil in your tractor, but what is the benefit of putting oil in your tractor? You don't get an immediate return, but it's for the longevity of that tractor. And that analogy has just stuck with me that soil is like putting oil in your tractor.
2: No, that's a really great point. It's investing now for down the road and looking at, I know we all like to see a quick return. I mean, I know farmers, they want to compare yields, right? And that's great to have the highest yield, but did you have also the highest input cost to reach that yield? Did you put additional nitrogen fertilizer on and you got some return on that investment, but not as much as you invested. And so it comes down to kind of this, what can we do to improve our return on investment if that soil is healthier and it's able to keep that nutrient cycle in balance and provide the nutrients to the crops over time versus being lost to groundwater, if we get the same yields and we're, we have fewer input costs with the manure because the soil's of higher quality, to me, that is more valuable than the yields themselves, the return on the investment. And that's, that's hard to, to, you know, you don't sit around the coffee shop talking about return on investment for your crop field, you talk about your yield. And so that's kind of a a paradigm shift that we are going to have to encourage before that concept really catches on. But yeah, I think you're right. It's an investment now in the longevity of that soil for producing healthy crops.
1: All right. Do you have any programs or articles coming out soon that relate to this topic?
0: We are preparing some field days to show some of our on farm research work and some demonstrations on soil health and nutrient management. So, that's something that we're planning for the fall. We're also planning to participate in harvest days, and uh, there's a lot of articles coming up on the water website.
2: Yeah. So, manure.unl.edu is our team's website. That's where we produce those articles. And then, if you follow, the animal manure management team, um, the crops team, the beefs team on social media. A lot of our information gets pushed out through there as well. And, And typically we're trying to give you a little bit of information that pulls you back to the original article where you can learn more about the specific practice we're talking about.
1: Great. Well, thank you both for joining me today. And I hope everyone has a great planting season.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you.